And disclaimer, none of this makes a job infinitely easier. It's no, actually- No, but I think it's like, gotta make it feel um, healthier. Healthier and makes it way harder at first, which is why I don't think people wanna do any of this. Mm. It's way harder at first and it pays dividends in the end. Well, that's all of all of systems. Before we get back into my conversation with Kelly Courier, I wanted to draw your attention to a link uh, to Haley Stamey's recording explaining Lumio. Lumio is a app for SmartBoard that lets people have more fun uh, interactive morning meetings. So I, I think it's a great tool and I wanted to emphasize that. They're our sponsor. No, they're not our sponsor today. I don't have any sponsors. Um, but Kelly's back, and this time we're talking about a different aspect of Dr. Brene Brown's work, and it's on the anatomy of trust. The way Kelly teaches this is using the acronym BRAVING, which comes from Brene Brown's book, Braving the Wilderness. Kelly and I are talking about doing a one-pager on this as well. And of course, Brene Brown, if you're listening, I'm sure you're listening, um, Kelly would love to collaborate with you on a children's book. Um, so let's take a listen. Today, we're going to talk about the anatomy of trust. Am I saying that right? Yes. Okay. I am just a Brene super fan. And so most of the stuff I talk about is straight from her. And I know it's good because she's done over 20 years worth of research on all of this. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like we should be doing stuff that's data-driven. That's yeah. what everyone likes. So evidence-based. Evidence yeah. All of her stuff is data-driven and evidence-based and. So talk about that. How, what is that? Well, if you think about trust, it's a big floofy word that like, if I said, Sandy, I don't trust you. Well, what does that mean to you? It means or what is your initial reaction? You like, don't believe that I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. Okay. So that's one part of trust mm -hmm. through her research. She's found seven elements of trust that make up this big giant idea of trust. Okay. And so usually if we say, I don't trust you, then that's not very specific. I think we talked on the last podcast about how important language is and how specific mm -hmm. language drives drives change. Yeah. And so if you say, I don't trust you, then there's this initial like moving away because how do you fix something that maybe you don't understand? So she talks about um, how trust is actually based on seven elements. Elements, yeah. And so uh, she's worked them so that spells out the word braving. Oh, right. You talked about this last time. Yeah. Right. Because being trustworthy and doing these things takes a lot of courage and a lot of bravery. Instead of moving away, you have to move in, which is mm -hmm. very hard. So um, do you want me to just go through them? Yes. Okay. So I, I have them on the back wall. I have braving spelled on this board back at the back where my calm zone is going to be. And um, each letter stands for a different thing. We love acronyms in education. Mm -hmm. So this one is braving. And she wrote a whole book called Braving the Wilderness. And it's all about like being true to ourselves and um, how the definition of courage, it means from the heart. So you can't do anything scary without also being scared to do so it. So the word courage literally means from the heart? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Cool. C-O-U-R is Latin or whatever for heart. And oh. so courage means doing something from your heart. So courage is doing something that you know you need to do oh. without knowing what the outcome will be, mm -hmm. but doing it anyway. Mm. 
So she says that like in every talk she gives, she asks everyone, can you tell me a time that you've been courageous without being scared? And like even Marines, all these military people, they cannot think of a time they've had to be courageous without also being scared. Mm. That's part of it. So anyway, I feel like brave is a synonym for courage. Mm -hmm. So to be able to do these things, you have to do them with your heart and like, they're not easy things to do, which is mm -hmm. why we don't do them. <laughs> so braving starts out with B, which okay. uh, stands for boundaries. And what I what I've started doing ever since I uh, learned about this braving acronym is if I feel this untrust of someone, like I don't trust this person, and I don't know why, I go through this like a checklist. Oh, it's pretty interesting. You might find yourself doing it so boundaries is the first one boundaries is boundaries is the dis the um how close we can be and we both still feel comfortable okay saying no is a boundary saying no is very hard hmm. right so i teach the kids um uh, all of these things and we talk about what boundaries look like if you don't want someone to share your markers with you you say no I don't want you to, I don't want to share with you. And that's okay. That's a boundary. And um, I also teach them if you say no, it's probably best if you give an explanation. Like, no, I don't want to share my markers. Last time I did, you left the cap off and they dried out. Mm. I mean, how can you really argue with that? Right. Instead of saying, I don't trust you to use my markers. Be specific. Yeah. It's just a way to be more specific. So boundaries is one um r is reliability i think you were talking about that one earlier that's the so one yeah Instinct, that's yeah. my gut reaction you don't think i'm reliability is doing what you say you're gonna do over and over because reliability isn't built in one time right right the definition is rely of reliable is that you do it over and over so reliability is just doing what you say you're gonna do so if kids ask to go to the restroom and then they end up at the office or somewhere down the hall they're not being reliable. So we that gives us a chance to talk about that. Instead of saying, I don't trust you to go to the bathroom. Last time I asked you to go to the bathroom, you weren't reliable and you were somewhere else. You weren't where you said you were gonna be. So it makes it a little more specific in communicating. And I think it's a little easier to understand like, oh, this is why she doesn't trust me to go alone. And the two yeah. things that are as you're saying this, I'm like, I'm picturing like, how do I, I I'm picturing this would be great for circle, that this mm -hmm. would be a great a, a focus to have for the week. And then what was the other thing I was thinking? Yeah, oh, I was thinking you about the four to, four to one ratio, uh, positive to negative, like the, the, the rate that you need to right. interact. And I'm thinking about like, I wonder if there's a similar ratio, like. Oh, with trust? With reliability. Like if, oh, yeah. if, if I send you to the office and ten, if you say you're going to the bathroom 10 times and one time you end up at the office, I think even that makes me think, mm, I'm not sure they're reliable. It's it's like a, a, a less forgiving ratio, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm just I'm be, in my own head. Yeah. Like, what would it take? There might be research behind that. Yeah. And then uh, maybe if it's like a one time slip up and you check the boxes on all the other elements yeah. maybe you know it's not as but if you if you don't go to the office that one time plus you don't respect my boundaries and right. you're taking off my desk right then it could be weighted different ways like that yeah your trust score goes down 
Mm -hmm. And what's interesting about all of these definitions is I did not have to dumb them down for kids or mm -hmm. make them kid friendly. It's just her language is so specific that mm -hmm. you don't even have to do that. It's just the um, the examples have to change a little bit so they're more kid friendly. More kid friendly. So I'm picturing like at the back of the room in this calm spot. Like, do you, do you put the the? Do I do braving this way, and then each letter gets its own. Do you add them the in as you do them? Yeah, 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 we did. So they're like, I'm like, what do you think A is? Oh, and they're nice. like, <gasps> and they try to guess. And I'm like, well, you're all wrong because this is a very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> you are never going to get this. So uh, A is accountability. Okay. Which is a big one for kids. So accountability is admitting you did something wrong, which is fine. We're all humans. We all make mistakes. We all do these things. Admitting you did something wrong apologizing for your mistake and trying to amend it if you're able so amending the wrong that you've done i give the example of i asked i didn't have a globe when i was teaching map skills which shout out to Buckham county we need more supplies but uh so i borrowed a globe from a teacher and i knocked it off and it shattered on the floor and i give the example to the kids like i could have said it wasn't that, you know, it was an accident, but I could have said a kid knocked it off or I should maybe didn't tell her and just bought a new one. But I tell the kids, you know, I went to her, I admitted I made a mistake, I apologized for it, and I offered to buy a new one. That was my way of amending the wrong. And mm -hmm. of course, she was like, oh, whatever, it's no big deal. I have another one. But that's kind of the example I give. That's a good so, one. So it's a pretty, it makes uh, the word trust a little more manageable. Mm -hmm. um, a little more yeah. doable when you have this little checklist. Mm. I like it. I'm liking it. Yeah. And, and I'm loving like as we're going through the school year, as you have conflict, you've got this to go back on because you've built this kind of safety net of understanding when things, yeah. when you have conflict, when you make mistakes, you're going to have this to fall into. Yeah. And also it's not bad. It doesn't mean you're bad. You right. just, you're human. Now you just apologize and try to make it right. Right. And also trust is built in that apology. So if I wrong you and I never apologize and we just kind of wash it away, there's still this awkward awkwardness between us. And maybe trust is still lost, even if we can't name it. And I'm just thinking about the times kids apologize, but it's very clear it's not a sincere apology. Because they don't know how. Well, that might be true, but that might also be they're just not sorry. They don't have the empathy true. to understand yeah. and appreciate the harm they've done. And or they've never seen it modeled. That might be true. Because adults be true. are probably the worst at modeling apologies. But I think this would get put a finger on like, okay, when you do that, you're basically saying, letting that person know that you are not trustworthy. They can't trust you. If right. You, if you really don't have accountability when you make a mistake. And then it made me think of like the, we, the last day we were, had kids at school was March 13th, 2020. And Friday, the it was a Friday <laughs> and there was a bunch of girls in the bathroom making a TikTok in one of the stalls. And we were like, we're going to deal with this on Monday. You're, we never did. That was the end of it. <laughs> you were nice girls. Yes. I was like, you guys, you cannot six of you in a stall making a TikTok. I'm always like, why do you want to hang out in there? It's disgusting. Yeah. I can smell it from the hallway. Why is this the place you want to hang out? All right. So we got boundaries, reliability, accountability. 
vulnerability, I'm guessing? Guess. It is vault, actually. Vault? Like the pole vault? Vault. Vault, like, not like a pole vault, but like a bank vault. Oh. So what you tell me, like a personal story, mm -hmm. is safe with me. Mm -hmm. And what I share with you is safe with you. You're not going to go tell other people. And that includes, I have to remind them, that includes good things, too. Yeah. So, like, if I win some special award or I have news I'm proud of and I tell you, and then you go tell everyone else, then you take that away from me. Mm -hmm. I don't get to share my good news. Mm -hmm which I thought was kind of interesting. Well, and I um, the first thing I think of is this is good. This would eliminate so much girl drama. <laughs> no, it does. Is that the magic bullet? No, <laughs> I don't know if there's an actual magic. bullet. <laughs> 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 um, but then but really, I isn't that so much of that girl drama is that they cannot keep yes. it in the vault, you know? That's that attention-seeking behavior. You have to tell other people's business. Yes. And I tell them there are like a couple times that you should tell if, if yeah. you're in danger or if someone else is in danger. And I make a big deal of that. And I always tell this story without sharing any names. A few years ago in sixth grade, uh, there was this little group of girls, three girls maybe. And they were good friends. And two of them came to me at a time another one was like at title one or she was out of the room and they were like we really need to tell you something and they said we've thought about this and we know we might lose her as a friend but we still have to tell you and like i almost cried thinking about it and they said she's been cutting herself and she has pills in her locker and they said we're we know she probably won't be friends with us after this after we tell but we want her to be safe and i was like girls this is Thank you so much for telling me. I, it was such a proud moment, but I mean, that's part of all you should share if someone is in danger. Yeah. So I make sure they know that. Mm. That's so good. It's a, such an important conversation to have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right, how about I? What's I? I is integrity, which is also a big fluffy word. Yeah. But when uh, her definition of it is fantastic. It's doing what's right over what's fun, fast, and easy. And then I always add, even when no one's watching. Oh, God. that I have been in so many schools in Buncombe County. We all have that in our pledge. I didn't realize we all did. Even when no one's watching. Because I'm always watching. <laughs> it was in mine at, at North Windy. And I was like, that's clever. And <laughs> all these other Got schools. you. It's like everyone got the memo. Me. Yeah, but it is true. Like you, that is what integrity is, and it's very hard because if no one's watching me, yeah, I kind of want to do what I want to do. Well, and I think I conflate accountability and integrity, but I see there is a distinction there. Mm -hmm. What's the story yeah. for integrity? Say, like, if someone's getting picked on, and you stand and laugh, you're not really doing the picking. But is that? part of your integrity who I always say who you want to be as a person mm -hmm. like in your heart who do you want to be and like I don't want to be a person who stands and laughs I either want to go get help if it's not safe for me to intervene or I want to try to stop the thing happening it's a really hard one happen all right and what's Amazing. N? uh non-judgment okay so the last two are a little harder to explain, I guess, but it's basically, so if we're talking about you and me and having trust between us, like you're not judging me for my hard stuff and I'm not judging you for your hard stuff. Mm. 
And this one's hard because we judge ourselves in areas, or we judge other people in areas that we don't feel good about ourselves in, mm. which is a real kick in the pants. And I'm wondering, if, is part of it the way you judge yourself? I think everything we do is just all about us. So all of what we do is just a projection onto other people, I think. I, but I guess I'm not going to trust or not trust myself. I'm thinking this through. Well, the thing is, yes, in her book, she says, apply all of these elements to yourself. Are you setting boundaries with yourself? Mm. Are you be re being reliable to yourself? Are you being accountable to yourself for stuff? Because, like, it's almost easier to do these things with other people. I, yeah, it's much it's easier harder. to be able to, to see mm -hmm. it. And, like, with Vault, that one's hard in a teacher culture because we love the juicy gossip, right? We do. <laughs> yeah, so I've had to be like, this is not my story to share. Yeah. I am not sharing this, yeah. except with a select few. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but it is really hard to it do. Is. It's really hard to do these things. It is hard. As an adult. So but non yeah, non give me. What do you do for kids? Do you have an example for kids with non-judgment? Uh, I mean, I... I guess it's it's all about asking and receiving help. So like I say, you know what? Everybody in here is not great at math. That's fine. If you want to be better at something, you do have to ask someone who is better than you. And that's mm. really hard. So I give the example, like when I go to yoga, I see these people doing all these moves that I can't do. And when I first started, I was like, I can't, you know, like get all snippy that this person is better than me. They've probably just been doing it longer. They're 20 years younger than me or whatever. And so finally I was like, look, that's who I need to be paying attention to because they're better than me. Mm. That's the person that can get me where I want to go. So mm -hmm. I tell the kids that mm. there's no shame in being bad at math, but if you sit and you never ask for help, you're never going to get any better. Yeah. So just, look around the room. I say, I am the one adult in the room, but there are 20 teachers in this room. There are 20 math teachers in here. So ask someone else. They might be able to explain it better than me because mm -hmm. they were in fourth grade last year and I was not. So <laughs> you should ask someone else. We have more intimate knowledge of that. All right. So, so then I think asking for help is really difficult. Okay. And then when people ask you for help, not judging mm -hmm. them for needing help. And How then about G, G, what, what's G? Generosity. Okay. And okay. we think about generosity like, oh, you don't have a pencil. Let me give you a pencil. So oh, that right. is generous. But it's more like being generous with our uh, thoughts about other people's actions and intentions. And so I say, you know, if someone comes in the room first thing at 730 and they're, they yell at me, I don't need to yell back at them. Because if I'm practicing generosity, I know that I'm going to give a generous assumption and say they're not mad at me. They need a chance to cool off and then I can talk to them. So it doesn't make their behavior okay, but right. it helps me like remove myself from that and not get into it with somebody who's already wound up. Right. Already having a hard day. Right. Is your braving poster visible to you at the back of the room? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Talk yes. to me about how that affects your practice. I'll reference it during times like look back on the braving. What um what word are we kind of talking about here? They're like, oh, accountability. And then I'll does say, Does that yeah, come up just in it? circle or where else does it come up? It came up a lot when I taught ELA and social studies. Mm -hmm. 
with characters and that is a great way to talk about all of this language without making it about kids actions right. you could say oh wow this character is not practicing boundaries so see what's happening or whatever right yeah if you had a teacher who was struggling with this what's the of all the things that you you and i have talked about what would you give them as a starter piece this did happen our new bt1 um and so i showed her the iceberg i kind of told her what i did and she goes oh, this is exactly what i need and she took it and i don't know what she's done with it but that's the language that you like mm. when kids are just so mad and in their you know their lid is flipped or whatever we say that's one thing that can bring them back mm -hmm. to having reasonable conversation um so synthesize this for me what does it do for your practice oh, or what would this do for teachers who are struggling for me remembering these seven elements keeps helps me stay in my own integrity and so no matter what's going on in the chaos of the day if i can keep some of these in my head and remember just stay in my own who i want to be and then it helps me disengage maybe from the craziness of the school so that would keep you just, regulated and i feel just like for myself yeah i think it's harder and harder to stay regulated and be the person you wanted to be when you took this job yeah i think they've been actually do you know that evelyn has the most people trained in rp i do in the know county? that yeah just because i just I did the training even, i just learned that yeah i don't even know who these people are oh really you don't have like a you don't have because um, i i just did the training jackets rp on each ooh, tattoos rp tattoos tattoo. no, it's just a circle <laughs> you're awesome kelly you're the Thanks. most popular girl in buncombe county schools well, that's all I've ever aspired to be. So. Uh, well, you might as well retire because it's all done.